Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with my friend, chaplain and pastor Steve Brown, who pastors the Friendship Baptist Church at 1420 Keller in Evansville. And he and his wife, Irene, we'd mentioned have three children, eight grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. That's a tongue twister. (laughs) So, well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for what Steve speaks that, that changes the lives of people, Father, because we know that testimonies are powerful. Your word of God is powerful, Father. We thank you for people being reached out there that are floundering in life and need the answer, Father. We thank you for having it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Steve, we were talking in between sessions here about maybe talking a little bit more about the power of prayer, people praying for you, and, and maybe got you through a couple auto accidents, it sounds oh, yeah. like. Yeah. Well, Greg, you know, uh, I told you that I believe I wasn't praying. I wasn't living right when I was out there. But there were people praying for me that I didn't know about. And when God starts answering prayers, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, he'll bring you to the foot of the cross. 74, I had three car wrecks in one year. I was in two cars that I totaled. The last wreck I had, I had a state police on the Henderson Bridge. So I knew that was a wake-up call. But I walked away from every one of those accidents with not even a scratch, not even a nosebleed. And my mother said something to me one day. She said, Stephen, you're picking up apples, but you're not looking up to see where they're coming from. I had no idea what she was talking about, but what she was saying to me, you're being blessed, and but you're not being thankful. So that took me a little while to get through my thick head, but I began to understand what she was saying. So I thank prayer. A lot of people have given up on their children. I think if we look at the story of Job, Job prayed for his children. They were adults. He said, perhaps they've sinned against God at this feast that they had the other night. And sometimes after we've raised our children, we pretty much forget about them. I can say this to this audience. If you got kids going into college, going into the military, leaving, moving to another city, continue, continue to bathe them in prayer. We live in a sick, sin, dark world today. There's nothing off limits today. It's all over our television sets. It's becoming the norm. We see it. And those who are most silent are believers. The believing community is silent. Prayer is what got me into evangelism, going into prisons. I saw lives of people change, people who've committed murders, people who have stole, people who were drug dealers. I know some men today, and I'm sure you do too, Greg, doing prison and jail ministry. I know some guys who could come out of prison right now and be professors in a theological seminary. They've had all that time to study God's Word. I've had people say, well, why do you go into the prisons? You know, those guys are losers. They've been in the second, third, or fourth time. They don't care about anything. You know, as often, it doesn't make any difference. Jesus said, when you've done this to the least of these— You've done it unto me, so nobody's off limit. I believe that there are two extremes, Greg, that we do not deal with. We don't deal with the extreme, the, the filthy rich, and we don't deal with the poor, poor people of this world. Somewhere in between, we don't mind going to people that are kind of what we would call normal. Right. But those yeah. that are real down and out, we almost take the position that's where they need to be. Rich people, we're afraid of them. We're afraid of what they might say. Heard Chuck Colson say one time he did a prayer at the men's Christian men's breakfast in Washington, D.C. And he made a statement that outside of Christ, an unbeliever, 
is, is worse as Adolf Hitler. And he said, this congressman did not like what he said. And he said, he stopped him and talked to him. He said, Chuck, he said, you, you made a pretty bold statement there. He said, we went into a side room and talked. And I got him to see who Christ was in relation to his sin. Yeah. He said, in that room, that man trusted Jesus Christ. Praise God. Steve, talk a little bit about when you, you got started in the ministry, then you got involved in the different ministries over the time there. Talk about that a little bit, how you got started with the ministry. I got started in the ministry because we had a home Bible study. There were some guys who'd been in the military. They, we started doing a home Bible study. One night a guy brought a young lady who had killed her boyfriend through domestic violence. She ended up in jail. I would go to the jail to see her, and consequently I'd see other people that I knew. I got cleared to go into jail to do ministry, at the Vandenberg County Jail here in Evansville, we would do, I would always be on the range, out on the range, talking to guys through the bars. In those days, it was a lot of noise up there. Sometimes you'd be up there for two hours, sometimes you'd be up there for four hours. Every Monday night we had services, and uh, we used to do them in the hallway, in a little, about 15 by 15 room, and be packed in there. Then finally we started doing it in the rec hall, from there, when people went off to prison, I found out that they were in prison. I got involved with Chuck Colson Prison Ministry. For those of you who don't know, don't know who Chuck Colson is, Chuck Colson was special counsel to President Nixon, who went to prison for his part in Watergate. When he got out, he founded Prison Fellowship Ministries, and his desire was to go into prison, lead men to Christ, bring them out, and then take them back in to talk to former inmates and seminars. So it's a national and international known ministry. Chuck Colson's had four or five bestsellers out. Of course, he passed away here a few years ago. But he had a tremendous impact on the prisons. So I became an instructor. I went to Wheaton Bible College in Wheaton, Illinois, to become an instructor for prison fellowship, which allowed me to go into any prison in the country where they were having prison fellowship seminars. I would get the paperwork, get my name on the list, and I could go there and I could participate. So when I was able... When I was working, I was able to go to some of those, but as you know now, gas is almost $6 a gallon, so you can't, it's a lot of things you can't do, and for some reason or another, people just don't contribute that much to prison ministries. We'll send a million dollars to save a well, but we won't send $10 to, on, for a lost Steve. soul to, to get saved. Yeah. And, and I don't have anything against wells, but yeah. God created me in his own image, yeah. and he died yeah. on the cross for me, so that, that's important. So I've been in just about every prisons uh, right now. I do federal inmates every Monday in Kentucky. I go to Branchville, minimum security prison once a month. I do Wabash Supermax prison in Carlisle, Indiana every other Saturday. Plus, I'm a chaplain at Vandenberg County Jail here in Evansville, Indiana, and I pastor a church. So I, I stay pretty busy. You do stay busy. But my love is the same one you have, evangelism. When I got saved, God wanted me to share the gospel. And every two years, I go to the worst cities in the United States of America. I was in Ferguson, Missouri the week after Michael Brown got killed. I worked the streets of South Central. I've been in Inglewood, Chicago area, St. Louis, East St. Louis, Gary, Muncie, Indiana, Indianapolis. And I get these names to go to these places from guys who are incarcerated. Man, if you're going, go to my hometown. And do you know, Greg, and 45 years, I've never had anybody put a gun or knife on me. The world is waiting for this message. Yeah. But Christians have found 
a safe place, and it's called the four walls of the church. Yeah. If we don't go out there and get them, we've been yeah. compelled to go out. If we don't go out, people are going to die, and they're going to go to hell. Going to hell, hell is a real reality as well as heaven is. Yeah, you know, Steve, went off my heart about God so loved the world. He just didn't love certain pockets of people. And we want to, you know, in the human flesh, we want to compartmentalize. Well, those guys in jail, they deserve that. Blah, blah, whatever excuse, right? Yeah, but uh, right. we're supposed to love everybody. But you're right. There is that stigma kind of in society where, well, yeah, those guys in jail, blah, blah, blah. You've heard it all over the years many times in prison, right? But that really, that's just a check of our heart, really, is do we, do we just love certain groups of people or do we love everybody, right? And those people need the, the gospel, right? That's right. the only way. I always tell people sometimes they got to get so far down to look up, right? right. And so, well, if you would, we're going to go on to the next day here shortly, but go ahead and pray for our listeners, Steve. Father God, again, we thank you again for this time. We thank you, Lord, for the gospel, the only life-changing message that makes a man something that he never was. That's a new creation in Christ. Yes. So, Lord, we thank you for the finish, the finished work of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, on the cross. He paid it all, his death, burial, and resurrection. And, Lord, he's promised that he's coming back again. May this message go out to a sin-sick world, and may they receive it and be good witnesses for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're looking forward to tomorrow, folks. If you want to contact Steve, you can do so through our ministry. You can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. I'm not saying that just to be saying that. Please go talk to somebody about Jesus today, this very day. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.